Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Dangerous Advice. I have my uh, great team with me here today, my wife Bailey and our dear friend Kate. And so we're here to talk about uh, faith, friendships, fads, and then we finish our episode with an Ask Reddit question. All these posts we get from Reddit, and then we talk about it, and we would love for your input as well. So if you hear something interesting, you have your own thoughts or comments, please let us know, and we'd love to interact with you. But anyways, uh, well, friends, how are you? We're good. It's been a good day. What about you, Kate? Happy to be here. Happy to be here. There we are. We are just happy to be here. We're going to go ahead and jump in. Kate has a Reddit story for our uh, friendship section, so Kate, why don't you go ahead and read that? All right. So the title is, We Are Struggling With Differences in Faith. So this one kind of merges the gap, I guess, between uh, relationships and faith. So kind of, you know, in between. But Best of both worlds. Yeah, best of both worlds. So they say, I don't, I really don't know what to do anymore. My girlfriend and I have been together for two years now. We just moved in together, and I keep picturing that she is the one I'm going to marry. We've had a, a little troubles along the way because I'm not a Christian and she is. The Bible is pretty clear about not being equally yoked and that you're really, you really just shouldn't be with a non-Christian if you're a Christian. I feel like the chips are stacked against me. I've never really tried to pull her away from her faith. I actually encourage her to strengthen her relationship with God. I encourage her to go to church. I'm in good standing with all of her friends from church. Her family is my family. All her peers encourage our relationship. I have asked if I am doing something else wrong, and she has told me that this is the only thing wrong. We are almost perfect otherwise. I don't know what to do. I really need advice so that we can move past this. I want her to accept my choice of faith just as I accept hers. So, wow, that's, yeah. a, that's a heavy one, mm -hmm. though. What do y'all think? They didn't mention their ages. I just realized that. That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in how old they are. So they said they moved in together. So mm -hmm. maybe you might figure maybe early twenties, from the sounds of it, maybe. Yeah. 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 What do well, y'all think? I think one thing to remember is uh, about what's called missionary dating, dating a non-Christian. Uh, this is a quick observation, and then y'all can jump in with other thoughts if you have them. But. Uh, you don't date a non-Christian, so remember we're speaking from the Christian perspective, because, uh, you know, you don't date a non-Christian because uh, it's not all about being nice. We often think about that. Oh, if you date with someone outside the faith, they might abuse you, they might do this, that, the other. That's not true. You meet lots of nice people out there. But the goal is much bigger than just marrying someone nice. You want to raise children in the church. You want to raise mm -hmm. children in such a way to where they want to advance the kingdom, evangelize. You want your husband to set a good godly example for your children. You want your wife, same thing. And so uh, from the sound of it, they're not really thinking of their future children, which is when a lot of the conflict comes into play. So would you say in that the original poster on here actually had answered another question? Okay. Or, or not answered the question, but posted again later on down the line. 
and they were kind of saying like hey you know you got to think ahead like are you guys gonna have kids in the church how are they gonna be raised like more life big life things that are going on and he was saying that um he wouldn't mind getting married in the church I picture my kids going to church they can make their own decision when they're old enough um and he kind of talked about his dad would um, not always go to church with him, and he never really thought anything about that. So he was like, I may go to church, I may not. So it sounds like he may be kind of like on the cusp of possibly being okay with Christianity coming into his life a little bit more than it is. So that's just what I'm picking up from yeah. his comments. Mm-hmm. Kate, what do you think? Yeah, um, I kind of like, this one kind of hit home a little bit because Joe, my husband, when we first met, he was not saved. He didn't grow up in church. He didn't, I mean, I think his parents took him some, but they were never like members. Um, so, and I was very young in, in my Christian Christianity, Christian journey at that point. And so I don't think when we started dating that I fully realized me being a Christian and him not having that background you know what it could have been like but him being baptized several months before we got married and like just seeing how he grows in his he has grown in his faith and you know he's now you know um, evangelized to his family got his mom you know coming with us and his his brothers you know and so I think about that and I have that viewpoint because my husband is the man that God intended for me to marry but then I I hear situations like this, and I, I see that viewpoint, too. Mm, yeah. So. I, one thing to keep in mind that oftentimes non-Christians don't understand, uh, I'm, I'm going to use this term and then explain it, but it's called the fallacy of neutrality. And what it means is that as someone like this writing from a non-Christian perspective, uh, he thinks that, oh, I'll just be neutral. You know, I'm not going to necessarily push religion, but I'm not going to shy away from religion, and I'm just going to, again, uh, sit on the fence. And the the tough thing about that is, biblically, there is no neutral ground. So uh, you're either for Jesus or you're against him, and apathy mm-hmm. and uh, neutrality, I put that in air quotes, is against him. And so uh, that's, that's something you can't go and, and kind of shrug your way into things. And so, um, and so that's something to remember that he's like, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm going to be there and I'm not going to, I'm not going to work against it. I'm not going to say bad things. Uh, you know, I'm very open, but unless you're for Jesus, everything else is technically against him. And so there's no, there's no neutral stance that he's kind of trying to, you know, oh, I'm open. But, uh, but that's not necessarily going to lead her in a godly way to deepen her faith. And that's what a mm-hmm. husband's supposed to do mm-hmm. is to help the wife grow in her faith and vice versa. That's just not going to happen from the situation. Yeah, and great point. Like that made me kind of look back at my own experience because when I said he, he's not a Christian, he just didn't know. Like he had never been told the good news. He had never been told the gospel. So, you know gradually in our relationship once he started to get that information he was drawn more to it it was never like lukewarm yeah we hear that term a lot but 
Um, yeah. He was never like against it or anything. So that that's a very important point. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I think the tough thing is you do hear some um, and maybe a lot of successful missionary dating stories where you know someone marries a non-Christian and eventually they become a Christian. Unfortunately, you also hear a lot of the reverse, where uh, we become like the people we spend our time with. So if you're with someone who's spiritually apathetic or lukewarm or uh, maybe hostile, uh, whatever it might be, odds are that you become like them sometimes more than they become like you and so uh, that's just something to uh, keep in mind Uh, but anyways I think going off of what you're saying I think the missionary dating as you say some of these the success stories like Caitlin and Joe I mean it really speaks volumes for that person that is coming into the relationship as a Christian that they see that good in that other person and they are showing that love to people because you know we're really not to discriminate in any ways against others as a Christian and when you go into the dating pool you you kind of have a mindset of okay I'm leaning in towards people that are like-minded as me and to go in and and find the good in that person and bring it out of them like that is just a a good thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One thing uh, we also want to keep in mind at the the beginning of the post mentioned that they're cohabitating. And so from that, uh, you know, here at the uh, Dangerous Faith with our ministry, we don't encourage cohabitation because, uh, you know, it increases the odds of uh, sexual sin and sexual practices that are damaging down the road. But also studies show that those who cohabitate have a higher chance of divorcing later on. And so that's, it's not a healthy practice, I think, uh, no matter what angle you look at. And so I think from that standpoint, we can maybe draw the conclusion that uh, they're not the str- uh, she's not the strongest Christian. And so that, that can come into it as well, where she's like, you know what, hey, we're going to do this and live this lifestyle. And, you know, hey, if you're not a Christian, that's not that big of a deal. But it might not sound like, it, it doesn't quite sound like she's thought through some of these factors. And so just uh, some, some things to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all have any other thoughts there? Nope. Yeah, um, and that's one thing I just want to repeat. It's when you go looking for someone to date as a Christian, you're not just looking for a nice person. Mm-hmm. Because there are atheist nice people and there are Christian nice people. Uh, if you want a life with like just a good house, a good job, good vacations, you can get that with anyone, right? You, you don't need a Christian for those things. But if you see this life biblically, you know that those things are good, but we're to go after something so much deeper, and that's the spreading of the gospel, that's advancing the kingdom, that's living a life that we're supposed to in the church and through the church. And so it's so much more than just a quote-unquote American good life. We're, We're to go after something so much deeper that it's hard to get to when you marry a non-Christian. Yes, I love that because it's almost like comparing 
what the world says is a good husband or a good partner, a good wife, versus what the Bible says is a good husband, wife, partner, just can be so vastly different mm-hmm. based on where you live, based on what you see on social media, etc. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, friends, so that was, I know right now our categories are kind of overlapping. That's okay. Uh, Bailey has another story that overlaps faith and friendships. They, uh, they um, go, both go together, but this is technically our faith section. Bailey's going to have a story for us from Reddit. Okay, so I've got a, another Am I the Trash for you guys. And like we said, me and Kate's stories are kind of overlapping. It's father-son relationship, but it also has a little bit more basis in, um, in our faith section, too. Um, so I'm going to read the title for you guys. Am I the trash for not attending my son's graduation ceremony? And this could go in a lot of different directions mm-hmm. at this point, but yep. you just buckle in, okay? My 38 male son, 19 male, recently had his graduation ceremony. I'm proud of him since he's the first person in the family to graduate high school, both on my side of the family and his mother's. A few years ago, my son had a bit of a religious phase. He started going to this weekly youth group thing with his friends at this church at the time and picked up some Christian beliefs for a bit. His mother and I didn't really approve of it since we're both non-religious, but we didn't really mind him exploring that route so long as he didn't start pushing it on us. As far as I know, he fell off with that phase, but he got to know his pastor there We'll call him John, which is ironic <laughs> for me and Nate. Yeah. Um, that he is still, excuse me, that he still sees at said group. My son, without telling me, he done so, invited him to come to the ceremony, and I really don't know what to think. I don't really have too much of a good relationship with religious people, My son having that religious phase didn't sit the best with me since I used to attend a Narcotics Anonymous group in the past, and the entire religious aspect of it turned me away before I got help elsewhere. I didn't want to cause issue, so I sat him down and told him that with with his ceremony, it would either be me or John attending, and not both. He asked why I couldn't attend if John did and I tried my best to express how uncomfortable I was being around someone as religious as him. He said he couldn't uninvite John, and that's when I told him I wouldn't be attending since I didn't want to cause trouble. I feel bad for not being there on his big day, but I really didn't want to be in an uncomfortable position, or even worse, have that cause any trouble at the ceremony. I'm trying to show him how proud how proud I am of him, but since the ceremony, nothing seems to have landed, and he's been feeling more distant than usual. Am I the trash? Hmm. Certified trash. Certified, Certified trash. trash. So overall consensus on that post was that he was the trash. Premium grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we need to look at here is the pure fact that this man has been so scarred by religious beliefs and his past experiences whatever that may be 
that he can't even think to be in a room with a religious person. I'm using air quotes around that, but to be that deeply offended mm-hmm. about being around someone that's a Christian. You're like, what trouble is he yeah. afraid he's going to cause? Is he going to physically yeah. and he, cause a scene? Another thing they kind of brought up in the post was like, um, guys, don't forget he didn't graduate high school, so he doesn't know how a graduation ceremony goes <laughs> or something like that. Um, but yeah, like what he, you can see that his son is pushing away from him because of the decision he made just purely not going to one of the biggest days in his son's life Yeah. because somebody else is going to be there that he may not get along with, you know, like bless the hearts of everybody that's had to have divorced parents in the same room, I guess. I mean, this guy don't even know the other guy that well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something that I think is really unique about these two posts is they're written from the point of view of people where it's normally the opposite. Normally in the first post that uh, Kate read, it would be the, the girlfriend writing. And normally in this post, it would be like the son writing, you know, my father wasn't there. But it, it's from like the opposite point of view from what you might typically think. And, and so I'm, what I'm trying to do at the moment is put myself in his shoes. And I think he's the trash based off of the information that he gave. He missed such an important day. But I would like to know the background because you don't wake up and be like, you know, one day you're chilling in the womb, you're born, you come out and you're like, I don't want to be around atheists or I don't want to be around religious people. Something must have happened there. And I think it to, to fully understand his position I wish he would have given us a little bit more detail there because maybe he came from a super religious family or maybe he had a really bad experience that might make him more sympathetic in our eyes to where like, oh, you might not want to be around a Christian. But as it stands now, it's just there's not enough information to make his position seem overly sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, I can't help but still think he's trash. He he may have went through some really traumatic things, um, and I hate that because um, there's a large majority of non-believers who were not who are not against the religion. They're against the people that hurt them in the church. Or yeah, the church. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's awful. It hurts my heart. But like to to think he can't. I wonder where he lives because like to think he can't be in a large auditorium. Mm-hmm. And, like, the chance that there's one, like, there's Christians in the room. Mm-hmm. I guess us just being in the South, where it, we're every room that. you walk in, you're, you've probably got three or four different religions. Yeah. All of, you know, They're Baptist all over and, you, you know. You know, whatever. But <laughs> I just, I struggle to understand how he can't put that aside for his son, you know. I, I think so. Um, it, it could be a couple things. Uh, there could be again I'm, I'm trying to again think from his point of view mm-hmm. so that we don't all just jump on him no, uh, maybe uh, yeah <laughs> uh, maybe uh, it's uh, he's never been to a graduation ceremony he wasn't a part of one I don't, I don't know if there's any shame there and so uh, just something to uh, just something to consider but yeah, I think y'all are right. I'm I'm doing my best. Okay, y'all y'all bear with me. But I I do think he's the trash. Also, um, 
How well does he? I'm sorry. I'm picking on him. I'm picking on him. If, if this was a WWE fight, <laughs> I'm on the ground. On, on Kate the is standing <laughs> over me on the rails with a chair. <laughs> and I'm just gasping for air. And Kate's like, not today. <laughs> he says, a few years ago, he had a religious phase. You know, and just like the words he chooses in the post, you know, oh, that church group thing. You know, it's very, he disregards what his son, I guess, has decided to be a part of. But as far as I know, he fell off of that phase. Well, how well do you talk to your son? Like, I mean, yeah. how often That's do you check in with point. him? Apparently, he didn't fall off of that phase too hard if he invited that pastor to his graduation. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, maybe you don't know your son as well. Yeah. And that's it. Okay, bang. The, the bells have rung. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. There we go. The the, the fight is over. Um, he, uh, well, I guess it would be me at this point, but whoever it is, is, is finished. So uh, he, the way he words things is is very interesting. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Um, so talking about the pastor that he invited, to bring wrap it back around where we're saying like we're from a smaller town and we know the majority of the churches that are around here yeah it makes you kind of think if he is from a small town does he know that pastor like does he have some beef with that pastor in particular you don't know the from backstory. the past yes he's leaving out a lot of critical information for us to to find out he only posted it yesterday so let's just comment let's just burn up the comment section there's that yeah (laughs) Yeah. and oftentimes on these reddit stories the original poster will uh, come back and give more information clarify answer questions but uh but yeah uh that's i think that what do y'all think yeah he did not he did not come back to post I just noticed else. there's actually a thousand comments. Yes. Wow. And That's a, lot, a of lot of people are like, you are so selfish for putting your thoughts and feelings before your son's accomplishments. Yeah. Because that is your son. You are the parent. So let's let's move this post in a little different direction. If you're the father at this point, what might be a way to to heal because you might think of like an apology or something uh is there anything that that might be because remember dangerous advice right we want to we want to help the situation uh what could he do to help fix things if that's even possible son or father this would be the father be a little more open-minded to your literal flesh and blood and what they are interested in listen to their viewpoint yeah and uh, i know you can't go do the day over but maybe a special trip i don't know Mm, a party graduation Uh, party graduation party and and here would be the kicker if whatever you did for your son you invited that that pastor Mm -hmm. you invited john is kind of like your way of making Mm -hmm. up for it if if you could yeah but yeah i think that's a really good idea but just like having a pointed conversation as to what it is that bothers him about religion mm-hmm. with your son so that your son understands where you're coming from because you like you said he's he's dis, he has distanced himself from his dad on that so if the dad's kind of like okay this happened this happened that may be 
an open door for that son to come in and share the gospel with his dad in a way that he doesn't know, you That's know? That's true, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of ways of going about it, but uh, uh, even if you make a mistake, if you're a parent out there and uh, we all make mistakes, uh, it's not over. So just do what you can mm-hmm. and uh, time helps to heal if you go about it the right way. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, the son and the father get off on a, on a better footing sometime if that's possible but uh yeah so that's our uh that's our faith story that overlapped with friendship and so we're going to move forward to our fad section and i I have that uh well it's not really a story if you haven't noticed with the fads (laughs) i often just choose a uh, choose a reddit post instead of a story and then we talk about it all right the one the reddit post that i'm using talks about our favorite topic, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and how he definitely, uh, definitely 100% did, uh, um, did not kill himself. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, his uh, sidekick, however you want to phrase that, uh, was recently sentenced to 20 years in prison for helping millionaire Jeffrey Epstein sexually abuse teen girls and Mm -hmm. i know people have various details about the story but they ran this whole operation they had an island they invited super rich people over and really really terrible stuff uh truly awful and so the sidekick um he uh, apparently committed suicide in in prison but uh, she gets 20 years Uh, and so uh what do y'all think about that? Comparing it to a, a, a trial like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp that's advertised every little salacious detail, mm-hmm. whereas Ghislaine Maxwell, they kept that one under wraps big time. Uh, what do y'all think about that? I think that shows you the priorities of entertainment in our society today. Yeah, and I wonder how much the I, again, I'm, I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. How much <laughs> the government said, all right, y'all, we're, we're wrapping this thing up. Yeah, I and I, I heard, like, because you saw Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, all over everything. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they had it in Virginia? Is that right? Yes, they had the tracks In Virginia, and uh, I guess states have certain laws about how you can film in courtrooms. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the, the Maxwell case happened. Do you know that's a good is? question. That I is don't a good know. point. Because I think the Depp, and I mean, smart move on their part, the Depp team, legal team, really fought to have it in Virginia. Because, I mean, aren't they all from California? You know? I would guess so. So, you, all the way across the country, basically, and um, to have it all broadcasted. So, makes me curious to what state uh, Ghislaine Maxwell had her trial in, but didn't hear a thing about it, and that's for sure. That just makes me mad knowing that there are so many rich people, powerful people that did these awful things and they're Mm -hmm. protected. So I'm wondering, like, who would you have to talk to that would be able to do something about it? Like, can senators do something about it? Can, uh, uh, what's that form called? Uh, FOIA, FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. I I don't know. But Mm -hmm. like, you can go and request certain information like, who would you go to? Who would have the power to uh, undo or uncover certain things? I don't even know. And, and as an average person, I don't have connections. And it's just frustrating because mm-hmm. for me, that's like a dead end. And I just don't think that's right. Yeah. And I definitely don't think that 20 years is enough. No. In my opinion. 
No, not even no, close. Not at all. I think she tried from the little I know about it. She tried to paint herself as maybe forced or she herself was abused by Epstein and there's brainwashing, there's insanity, whatever she tried, but I'm sure she threw the book at at whoever was responsible, whoever was judging her to try to get a to a lighter sentence. But So I think just looking it up, um her trial was in New York. Okay. Uh and it, it happened a while back. It was I think October and uh, this was her sentencing of it. Okay. So the trial happened way back. This was her sentencing. This might be a silly question, but the trial, was it like a jury trial? I or... believe so. I don't know. That's a good question. Because then you, your worry with, if, let's say you're conspiratorial, which I am in this situation, and you don't want uh, the various names to get out, I wouldn't have a jury trial. Just, just her and the judge. Mm-hmm. and then various lawyers um but yeah it's really terrible i remember bailey and i would listen to uh, several podcast mm-hmm. episodes on this specific situation and it was just so sad mm-hmm. um how uh people will prey on girls and women in tough situations mm-hmm. uh lonely powerless whatever it might be underage obviously Young, yeah. and kind of lure them in because I, I don't i may have listened to the same podcasts that you guys did you know kind of when Epstein was um, when all that was you know, going on yeah when it was big in the news and just like hearing the testimonies from victims that would say that Ghislaine lured them in mm-hmm. you know like oh we can you know I know this rich guy and he can get you all these opportunities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is just what you got to do and you know oh, it's, awful. It's, it's terrible um uh, yeah. So, anyways, friends, for those of you listening, uh, if something accidentally happens to <laughs> us, you know, you know what's up. What's that, Bailey? So, to follow up with what you're saying, it is confirmed that she is on suicide watch. Oh, so, so. if Maxwell, you know, uh, commits suicide, I'm sure three people, because he committed suicide. I think someone close to him committed suicide, someone who would also have information. And then uh, she's now on suicide watch, apparently. So, Hope those guards don't fall asleep. Mm. Yes. Or that or uh, camera the, footage. The camera decides to uh, die at yeah. a certain time. Camera doesn't work. Guards fall asleep. You know, all the things that happen consecutively. So, anyways, I'm sure. Uh, what do y'all think? Would he? Okay. If she, air quotes, commits suicide, is it even a conspiracy theory at that point, do y'all think? Or is it just like, wow, this is a valid uh, theory? At this point, we are so far past the theory of suicide that, I I mean, it's it, w- it would be dumb for them to do anything to her at this point. It would just yeah. be so stupid for them to try to do anything to get rid of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and anyways, I just want to know the names. It makes me so mad. But apparently, yeah. I guess there's a black book or something mm-hmm. with names in it. Just so mad. Because, again, as an average person, I can't do anything. I don't know who even to talk to. How, how like, wide do you think 
the scope is of the of the very wealthy influential people that are involved my guess it's massive you already have uh, again this for them is... to have already reeled in the what was it clinton uh, who all was just in America? There's uh, there are pictures and and some logs and and it depend depending on the person. There's different uh, potentially incriminating information. But you have uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, there's some pictures with Trump. Um, there's uh, who is it? Prince Andrew, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, someone, yep. a couple people, or one person from across the pond, uh, across the sea. And so my guess is it's massive. Because if you have politicians in lots of world governments, uh, that would be quite the scandal, and, and, and that would hurt a lot of potentially whatever. Anyways, I'm just rambling. I've even heard Tom Hanks. Oh, not Tom That would Hanks. hurt my heart. That would hurt my heart. If something happened to various politicians, I don't know how much I care. Good riddance if you're an awful human being. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, that would break my heart. But then mm-hmm. if he did it, it's like Bill Cosby. You right. also have to have that same attitude, like justice is justice, right? Right. right. So they actually asked for 55 years for her um, initially. Yeah. And they got 20 in her sentencing. I don't know the full extent of whether she's up for parole in so many years. Is there, or, like, good behavior incentives? Yeah. Because it, if she gets out they, in 10... Well, she's... How long has she been in jail for, though? Oh, they probably count that. That's, they do count that's that, what I'm saying, yeah. that they probably will take off two years. I think it mm. may be two years that she's yeah, been Yeah, that sounds about right. I think so. Um, but still, regardless of that, like... There's a pretty good chance that she'll she may be able to outlive her sentence if everybody doesn't go after her. Well, I, I think so because uh, how old does she look from pictures? What do y'all think? Fifties? Mm, yeah, that's forties, fifties, maybe 40s, early fifties. So. Probably is what I would. So yeah, twenty years. My guess is she will. Um, you know, if if she makes it that far and. Uh, I have several jokes I want to say, but I will refrain. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's just awful. And uh, yeah, Kate? The only thing I can think of that they could get away with, and this is awful because we're talking about like somebody dying, but like, you know, um, notoriously people who abuse yeah. children or young people when they go into to the prison, yes. which they may keep her secluded or something, I don't know, but then... It's always the, I guess, rumor that they get attacked by other prisoners. Oh, yeah. It's and very true. They mm-hmm. might use that, that she got... Plant she, somebody she, inside. She got taken out, you know? Mm. Yeah, I know that's definitely the case with uh, with a lot of, like, male prisons. I'm not sure if it's the same case with the female prisons. I'm not sure. I don't know. That's that's very interesting. Um, that the, the kind of prison-type justice, it's like, yeah, we're all criminals, but you crossed a line within a line. Mm-hmm. It's just really interesting. But yeah, you're right. Maybe there could be a plant there. Um, all right, y'all. Is it time to take off our tinfoil hats? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess we can <laughs> move on. So uh, to uh, finish up the episode, Bailey will have a Ask Reddit question for us. All right. To lighten the mood because... We are not in prison, and we're living a great life on the outside. <laughs> what is something small you just want to complain about? Something small. Oh, hey, listeners, this is for you. So you jump in and give us your feedback. What is something small 
that uh, is it we would like to complain about? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, my first thought, and I really had to deep dive within myself to get this, but when you're on the sidewalk, in the park, whatever, relaxing, having a good time, and there's the sidewalk hogs that either come, you know, in your path, and they just, they don't, they don't consider that you need to walk past them, and they don't move over. They take up the whole sidewalk, and maybe it's a couple friends being like this, and they don't, like, you know, shuffle. That just really gets me. You know what? With you saying that, the amount of times that us and our friends have been walking together, mm-hmm. and we always kind of like merge over yeah, and make a like little line on the side. Two go behind the other two. Yes. Yeah. The amount of people that decide that they will not move for a large group of people mm-hmm. is is astronomical. I'll say that. Yeah. People oh. think they own their lane. On, on that note, if we're talking about traffic coming and going, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, bikers, uh, bicyclists. Dr. Oliver, if you are listening, I am so sorry. <laughs> I love biking. It, I love it so much. And uh, yeah, it, but there are uh, bicyclists that will, they want it both ways. So when they want to take up a full lane, go five miles an hour you know when you're driving along a 10 mile an hour back road they'll they'll stay there and okay fine they're they count as a car i guess legally um so you know you gotta you know don't bump them or you know run them over don't harm them but then when you're in any sort of serious traffic you'll have some that will start weaving in and out they'll hop on the sidewalk hop off they'll go uh, right in front of you and they'll start changing lanes whatever will put them in the in a good situation and so just bikers wanting to have it both ways to be a car when it's convenient but also to be this really tiny frame of metal or plastic when it's convenient that is a small complaint of mine dr oliver the next time i see you and we do some sort of checkup um uh, don't kill me okay <laughs> so i i have two now that we've started talking about traffic i'm i'm gonna throw mine out there people that use parking lots like it's the wild west and do not oh, go by no. any laws. Yes. The, the Hobby Lobby They're, parking lot so is the worst. The, I look at a parking lot almost all day at my work. We have huge windows in the front that we see out to our parking lot. And I tell you, and it, this is during business hours. These parking lots have people in them. And they are just slide through all the parking spaces <laughs> like it's a straight so drive makes me so mad or the simple fact that there are arrows mm-hmm. to tell you to go this direction and the next lane over goes the opposite direction why why must you drive the opposite direction of the arrows oh, goodness i i bet with traffic and all that we we have a bunch of uh pet peeves you know Blinkers. So blinkers. I'll just say it one word. Blinkers. blinkers. There you go. My original one that I was gonna complain about, and it's a very small inconvenience, is YouTube ads. Uh, <laughs> YouTube's gotten so bad they recently. 
they're, they're forcing you. They want you to subscribe to YouTube Premium or mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. so bad that they're making it real painful. So I haven't figured out the algorithm yet that they are using on these because I can go through three or four videos and it be ads that I can skip after the five seconds and then I'll get to one or maybe three in a row that's unskippable ads and I have to sit through all of them. There's no rhyme or reason like, okay, I skipped this ad, now I've got to watch three more that's unskippable and then I can skip another one. No, Mm -hmm. it's not like that at all. You can probably skip about three or four and then have to sit through one ad that's unskippable. It's just, there's no Uh, no, congruency with them. No consistency, there's that. Um, There have also been complaints because uh, let's say, there's this post floating out there, I'm sure we've read, uh, where someone's uh, family member is choking. Something bad's happening, there's an emergency. Oh and, and they'll go to YouTube for, for first aid. For first aid tips and things uh, to, to help save a life or in emergency situation. And then they gotta sit through a 30 second ad. And so it's like, hey, on certain videos, uh, because this might save a life, can you not put ads in it? I think that would make sense. That would be fair because people go to YouTube for those kind of things. Never even thought of that. Mm. Yeah, and so maybe in front of first aid ads, just don't. But uh, but yeah, I, th- I think we riot. I think the <laughs> ads end or are greatly limited if they go, if they ever decide to do it, one of their long ads, which happens from time to time. And it's unskippable. Mm. Right now, I think if an ad is over 30 seconds, in my experience, it's always skippable. But I it, can counter you on that because... Uh, have you found one? Let me tell you, and I'll name names. <laughs> What's the company? <laughs> the what Apple. Company? Apple? When they uh, do like a movie trailer or something... Yeah. Sometimes they're skippable. Sometimes you gotta sit through them. Uh, but so, are you saying what's the longest advertisement you've had to sit through? Because for me, there's nothing been over thirty seconds that you can't skip. Mm, I think one was two minutes and some oh, change. Oh my okay. goodness! And it, encou- it was a movie trailer, and I'm pretty sure it was from Apple. If I encounter that, I, I eventually there's got to be competitor. I'm looking at a uh, Vimeo. I'm looking at some of these other sites that are in a far second place to YouTube. Y'all need to up your game because if you can offer good quality, high quality videos and you can get uh, YouTube channels uh, that can go to your channel, you will, uh, excuse me, your website, you will get traffic if you don't follow YouTube's model. So I'm hoping, what's the other one, Rumble? Rumble, Vimeo, I'm hoping someone else rises up and does something so much better, but maybe not. Let me pull one out from the mid-2000s. Did anybody use video gum? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard that. No? Okay. Was that like the MySpace of YouTube, like before, before? Yeah. Video gum. Yeah. Hmm. Check them out. Are they still active? I'm pretty sure they are. And the thing is, back in middle school, we used that puppy. And this was before, like, TikTok or any of the... uh, This was even before... um, Oh, what was the thing that you did, like, a seven-second video? 
uh, 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 Vine. Vine. We loved a good Vine. R.I.P. Vine. Yes. Please come back if you're listening. But this was before any of that existed. And it was like viral videos of the year and it was like a compilation of the of the good good stuff and we loved it it was launched in 2018 and dissolved in 2014 mm. oh, hold on wait wait you flip that s- around it launched in 2014 dissolved in 2018 no it had to have been before that because we were in middle school launched in april of 2008 Ah, 2008. Oh, there it is. My fault. I and then was like, dissolved Benjamin in 2014. Button. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Button. <laughs> wow, that's a. I don't even know how that works. That breaks my brain. But but yeah, okay. So 2008. Yeah. 2010 won Best Website Award. So you hey, know. I'm telling you, they were an up and coming thing. You never know. And yeah. then. If you don't the change with the times. Apps that we have today really just cut them out times will change you no i don't even know what that means but anyways <laughs> it sounded cool when i said it but All right. whatever can y'all think of any other uh, small complaints hmm. hmm you know i just think like it's always the response i have to these things like if this is what we have to complain about mm-hmm. third world yeah. First, First world, world problems. problems. <laughs> These are very much not third world problems. We should probably wrap this up. We're losing it. The <laughs> next one I thought of was burning the top of my mouth, but then, like, at least I had food. <laughs> oh, no. Kate with another, with another slam from the top rope. Somebody call it off. Call the fight off. Call an ambulance. Oh, goodness. Uh, on, on that note... Oh, well, we will wrap up this episode. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Kate and Bailey, thanks for coming on. I had a good time. Thanks. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Happy Be fourth. safe on the 4th of July. <laughs> Don't forget to bag it up, Terry. <laughs> Put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> oh, goodness, yes. Uh, put it in reverse. Anyways, uh, we will. on that note, we will head on out. <laughs> Y'all keep on coming back as the weeks go by. We'll have more episodes. But until then, stay safe and we will talk to you later.